This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 31st of May. I'm Tom Clayton. And I'm Nkem Ifejika. Coming up, 75% of Russian oil to be immediately banned from the EU. The recent hours, the recent days, there were speculations about the risk uh, for a lack of unity, of European Union's unity. And Canada is considering banning handguns. We're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start with a fresh package of sanctions imposed on Russia by the European Union over the war in Ukraine. The EU voted on Monday to place a ban on three quarters of Russian oil imports, including a majority of oil that's brought in by sea. Though the embargo does include a temporary exemption for countries such as Hungary, who still have a heavy reliance on Russian fossil fuels. It means the EU can now impose a sixth major package of sanctions on Russia in the last three months. President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, explained what's been targeted. It's the deswifting of the spare bank. The spare bank is the biggest Russian bank with 37%. Um, so this is good that we now de-swift the spare bank. Um, there is a ban on insurance and reinsurance of Russian ships by EU companies. A ban on providing Russian companies with a whole range of business services. And very important, the suspension of broadcasting in the European Union of three further Russian state outlets. 75% of Russian oil is being banned immediately, though plans are in place for that to go up to 90% by the end of the year. The president of the European Council, Charles Michel, says the move will cut off a huge source of financing for Russia's war machine. I think this is a very strong signal that we send today because uh, the recent hours, the recent days, there were speculations about the risk uh, for a lack of unity, of European Union's unity. And I think that more than ever, it's important to show that we are able to be strong, that we are able to be uh, firm, that we are able to be tough uh, in order to defend uh, our values, to defend our interests. Stephen Erlanger is a diplomatic correspondent for the New York Times in Brussels. He told Times Radio that the ban was unlikely to force Moscow to stop the war. I mean, Russia does make a lot more money, frankly, from its oil exports to to Europe than from its gas exports. So in the long run, this diminishes Russia. It will have an impact, but will it have an impact on day-to-day fighting now. But while it's been met with optimism and praise from the likes of French President Emmanuel Macron, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says it's taken far too long, concerned that the last package of sanctions came two months ago. Mr Michel says the sanctions will be legally ratified on Wednesday. Canada is introducing a bill that would ban the sale of handguns. It comes less than a week after 19 children and two teachers were killed in a school shooting in Texas in the United States. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, says it would soon be illegal to buy, sell, transfer or import handguns anywhere in Canada. People who already own guns won't be penalised. Mr Trudeau says the new measures are needed as gun violence is increasing. We're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. These are actions that... Doctors, experts and chiefs of police have been calling for for years and we're acting on their advice. The bill would be the most ambitious effort by the Trudeau government to restrict access to firearms. 
Other parts of the bill include limits on how many rounds of ammunition the magazine of a rifle can hold and preventing people who are involved in domestic violence or criminal harassment from gaining firearms licenses. Canada already has stricter gun laws than its neighbour, the United States, where the right to bear arms is enshrined in its constitution. However, guns are still popular. In April 2020, a gunman killed 22 people in Nova Scotia, the deadliest mass shooting in Canadian history. Coming up, UEFA to launch Champions League investigation in Australia set for a majority government. Times of London Daily World Briefing after three months of bids, negotiations and plenty of speculation, the deal to take over Chelsea Football Club has finally been completed. The sale was sanctioned by the UK's government over the weekend, before it was officially confirmed on Monday. The sale's the highest value takeover in the history of sports, costing the Bowley Clear Lake Capital Group a total of £4.25 billion. Some of that goes to paying off a £1.5 billion loan owed to the outgoing owner Roman Abramovich, but due to him being sanctioned over the war in Ukraine, that money will be given to charitable causes. The club's supporters' trust has welcomed the news and say they're looking forward to a long, constructive and mutually beneficial relationship. The American Todd Bowley, who fronts the consortium, is also the co-owner of the LA Dodgers baseball team. Football journalist for the Times of London Tom Roddy says this provides some insight into how the first few months might look for the club. Their focus is on community and they they do like, they do try and appease uh, fans and, and get them on side. One of the first things they did at Dodgers was to lower the price of parking from $15 at the stadium to $10. So it, it is at the forefront of their minds. In a statement, Mr Bowley said, we're all in 100% every minute of every match. Our vision as owners is clear. We want to make the fans proud. Along with our commitment to developing the youth squad and acquiring the best talent, our plan of action is to invest in the club for the long term and build on Chelsea's remarkable history of success. The European football governing body, UEFA, has announced that it will launch an inquiry into the treatment of Liverpool fans during the Champions League final on Saturday in Paris. The UK's Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, criticised the way that French officials handled the event. Chaotic scenes saw fans, including families with children, tear-gassed, and the kickoff delayed because they couldn't get into the stadium. French government ministers reiterated their claims that fraud at an industrial level led to the issues ahead of the game. The chief executive of Liverpool Football Club, Billy Hogan, said he's incredibly surprised by the deeply hurtful comments. Dominic King is the Northern England football correspondent for the Daily Mail newspaper. They're also um, looking at their um, the legal position in terms of what's being said about them today. Uh, some of the claims that have been made, and also Tom Werner, who's the who's the club's chairman, he has sent a letter to the um, one of the French ministers asking for an apology for some of the claims that have been made. Election analysts in Australia say that the incoming Labour government has secured a majority. The centre-left party defeated the coalition government held by Scott Morrison in this month's elections, meaning Anthony Albanese comes in as the Prime Minister. There was uncertainty that a majority government was attainable, with independents and smaller parties getting a record share of the votes. It is, however, a different story in the Senate, where the forming Labour government will need cross-bench support in order to pass new laws. Mr Albanese 
is hoping for a constructive relationship amongst parties as he promises to reduce carbon emissions. However, the new Prime Minister has refused to totally rule out phasing out the use of coal, something that caused the outgoing PM Scott Morrison an awful lot of controversy in recent years, eventually leading to him losing his job during the elections. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With a look at the sports, here's John Jackson. Qatar's ambassador to the United Kingdom has admitted the country can't eradicate the abuse of World Cup labourers, saying it's impossible to police every single employer. In his first interview in the job, Fahad al Atiyah has, however, told the Times of London that suggestions six and a half thousand have died in the space of ten years were not to be substantiated. He also rubbished the idea that Qatar secured the tournament through corruption. We have gone through the whole process of investigation after another investigation which have proved nothing. And again, um, Qatar has been open and welcome and transparent about uh, the process, the method, how it won the bid. It just presented the best bid. The 2022 World Cup takes place between November the 21st and December the 18th this year. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Less than 48 hours after he left a Virginia courtroom being grilled over events of his marriage with ex-wife Amber Heard, Johnny Depp appeared on stage at a Jeff Beck concert in Sheffield in the UK. Mr Depp is suing Ms Heard for defamation while she's countersuing. But after both sides presented closing arguments on Friday and went their separate ways, it appears Mr Depp boarded a flight across the Atlantic before hopping on stage with a guitar in hand. He went on to sing a rendition of John Lennon's classic track, Isolation. That's not where the story ends, though, because Depp joined Jeff Beck for a second consecutive night on his tour, this time at London's Royal Albert Hall. Footage that emerged on social media appears to show the crowd to be relatively appreciative of the actor, who's due to learn the outcome of his defamation trial in the coming days or weeks. And finally, we've heard of politicians being ambushed by cake, but how about classic works of art? Well, that's exactly what happened to the Mona Lisa on Sunday. Not only did one man take it upon himself to attempt to smash the protective casing and smear it with cake, he also did it having entered in a wheelchair whilst dressed as an old lady. Donning lipstick and a wig, the man stood up and proceeded to attack the priceless work of art, causing disbelief among onlookers. Eyewitnesses say it was a few minutes before the man was taken away by security, but fortunately the painting was unharmed. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 31st of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.